how about if we get started? It's a little bit after nine, and we have a good group here, so let's get started. This is August 19th, 2016, Novel Ideas, and we are discussing the book Salem Falls by Jody Picot. And before we actually get into that, um, I just wanted to let you know, Ruthann will also be co-hosting with me, but she and Bob are having internet trouble, so they couldn't be here tonight, but Ruthann will be co-hosting with me as well. So anyway, thank you, Ruthann, for that, and I'll open it up now and see what everybody thought about the book. Hi, this is Alan. Uh, I, I thought it was very, very good. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Uh, I thought, uh, now I'm going to forget some of the characters' names because it's been a while since I finished it. But I thought that guy had to be the, the unluckiest guy uh, in, in the world uh, because, you know, he, he he was really a good guy. But to be bitten twice by bad luck seemed, seemed a little much. But... Uh, I was just pleased that uh, uh, a Jody Picot book, which can sometimes have a a, a bad ending, at least had a, uh, a a decent ending as far as the uh, the the main the main characters were concerned. I, I wasn't surprised by the little the little thing that they dropped regarding uh, the, the the father of that girl that accused him the same time, because I, I suspected something was going on with him the whole time, but. Uh, yeah, I thought it, I thought it was a good book. It was a good story, and uh, I liked the characters, and I enjoyed the read. I really enjoyed the book as well. Um, I love Jeopardy. I'm a big Jeopardy fan, so that was kind of fun. Um, I also worked for 16 and a half years as a sexual assault counselor, so I found that whole thing really believable. Um, I do want to put it out there, though, that um, it's really not the norm for people to be falsely accused and successfully tried for sexual assault. So I was a little cautious about that. Um, and I think it would be interesting to discuss, yes, I loved his character. Um, I'm trying to remember what his name was now, too. Was it Jack? I can't remember. Um, but anyway, he, he did a few things along the way that might have increased his chances of being... Um, confusing to a very vulnerable 15-year-old. And I think that these kids, you know, growing up in a private school and stuff, were probably a little more sheltered than some. So, I mean, there were some things that he could have done differently. Um, But overall, I really, really enjoyed the book, and um, I'm looking forward to this discussion. Uh, This is Sherry. I'm glad you mentioned that, Liz, because I I was going to say something along those lines, too. I used to do some rape counseling, and it is unusual, although certainly not unheard of for people to make stuff up. And I thought she wrote this in a really believable way that you could understand how these things did happen to him. And like Alan, I was not surprised at the incest thing because somewhere early on in the book, she was going to try to poison her father and she drugged something he was eating or something. I thought the only thing I was disappointed in is that he didn't get caught in the end and prosecuted himself um i was wondering if you guys i mean i've read other jody pico books and i think you guys have too wasn't jordan also the lawyer in my sister's keeper because he seemed real familiar to me 
Ooh, you know, that's very possible, Sherry. I don't remember his name, and I did read that book also. Uh, the, um, but I must say, this was not my favorite Jody Picot book. I liked it, but it wasn't the best, you know, the, the best one I ever read. Um, the, the one that I enjoyed the most was about the, the, the two brothers and the one had uh, Asperger's disease. Um, but anyway, that's neither here nor there. But yeah, his, the, the, the main the, the accused, poor unlucky Jack, uh, that was his name. And, uh, but, um, I don't understand why on earth he took, um, the, the girl that, you know, the, his soccer player, oh, what the heck was her name? Anyway, he took her to another town to get the birth control pills. That would have been a definite no-no in my book. It's like, no, you don't do that. I like the book, too, but I had a reservation that didn't come to me until two or three days after I finished the book. But I will say the characters were pretty well drawn, and I was uh, feeling really like Jack Trapped thinking how in the world uh, did a man get set up like this and he didn't have anything that he could do but to plead guilty it seemed like serve seven months uh, as opposed to seven years what a choice and the court system just seemed to force that decision on him and, and there was nothing else he seemed to be able to do but on the second go around he fought it, and uh, then, of course, he was found innocent in, at the end. But I was not surprised in the least bit. Were you, by the end of the book, to find out the father was involved in the incest? That didn't surprise me at all. And I'll tell you about my reservation about the book on my next uh, uh, turn at their microphone, and I'll see if anybody agreed with me. For now, I liked the book. I thought it was well drawn, and I didn't have any reservation until two or three days after I finished it. I enjoyed the book, um, and by the way, the, the book you were referring to about the two brothers was House Rules, and I still think that's my favorite Jody Picot novel. But I like the way Jody Picot writes, and she does a very good job of of um, developing her characters and that switching back and forth and things like that. And um, th there were a couple of things that seemed incongruous, um, um, the, just the little flashes like um, Meg when she was having the dream and, and flashed back to the woods and, um, you know, something about, um, you know, seeing um, the, the happy couple or something. And uh, Jillian was saying... Um, you know, you know, let's meet the happy couple. You too, Maggie, and and all that. And 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 Jillian was a very controlling, manipulative person. Um, you know that she she really was. And I'm glad that the jury was finally able to see through that. And I really liked the narrator. The, the talking book narrator again did a very good job of portraying the characters. The end, when when it came out in the end about Julian and her father, 
I was, I can't say I was all that surprised by it. I was just like Alan or somebody said, they were just disappointed that he didn't get caught. And Amos Duncan, he, Julian's father, he was a, ugh, there, there are just no words for him. And yeah, she was very conniving and manipulative and um, the other girls just followed along and Jack, I felt bad for him, but he, I think he drove Catherine Marsh, who was the first victim, the first accuser, um, because to another town because her father was a reverend and she was afraid of what would happen if he found out she was getting birth control pills. And there were, there were just a lot of characters in this book. They were, they were all so complex and it was just so well done, I thought. But I have to agree, House Rules is my favorite Jodi Picoult book. Okay, um, this is Liz again. Um, a couple comments. In terms of Jillian's controlling nature, that's not unusual for incest survivors um, because they feel so out of control over what's happening to them. Once they find an area of their life um, that they can control, they really excel in it. Like, for example, many incest survivors will develop eating disorders because they can control what they put in their mouth. So that's one thing that they'll really focus on. In terms of the plea bargaining, um, these cases are often plea bargained down, and um, even if somebody, like in Jack's case, he didn't do it, even the possibility of having seven years in prison, over seven months in prison, that's how they do it. I mean, they, they often, you know, get these guys to plea, take a plea bargain. Um, and again, a vast majority of the time, it's they are guilty. This is unusual for somebody to be railroaded like this. But in this particular story setting, she was the reverend's daughter. Everybody had respect for the reverend. It was a small town. Circumstantial evidence can convict people. Um, so that's it. Um, and, you know, the way that she laid out the um, the relationship between Amos and his daughter in my opinion, was kind of the weakest part of the book because, again, earlier on in the story, you get the, you know, she clearly is really angry at her dad. She tries to poison him. But then it kind of gets dropped until the very end. So I was I was almost wondering if she was kind of like laying groundwork for a sequel to this story. Uh, I want you all to clarify something for me. Maybe I dreamed this, but I could have sworn that when they were flashing back, and we hadn't mentioned much about the... Uh, and I can't remember this character's name either, but the main uh, female character that ran the diner, I really liked her. But when they were flashing back into time when she got raped that time, I could have sworn I heard Amos's name mentioned as one of the three guys that, that that raped her. So that was why I wasn't surprised about any any aberrant behavior he did in the book, because I think he was bad from the get-go. But I thought he was one of the three. Maybe I'm wrong about that. And the other thing I thought was a little unusual was when 
Jack was having to uh, uh, was plea bargaining that first time, and he wasn't admitting guilt or anything, and the judge like like made him say he was guilty or something. I, I thought, well, hell, I would have just said, look, I'm pleading guilty as a plea bargain. I didn't do it, though. And and to be done with it. And if the judge wasn't happy, forget it. But uh, I thought it was it it was unusual for the judge to make him admit that. But maybe I don't know what I'm talking about. I'm not sure, but actually, I think you do have to say you're guilty if you plead guilty. Otherwise, they won't accept the plea. But I'm not really sure. Maybe I'm basing that on too many TV shows. And I think you're right. I think Amos was one of the three. And I think one of the other rapists was the. Um, some other girl's father, the girl that ended up um, going out with Jordan's son, kind of. I think her father was a um, policeman or something. Didn't he end up apologizing to the woman? I can't remember her name either. I read it a long time ago. But for some reason, I remember her father's name. It was Roy. And I really, really liked the humor between Roy and Jack. And I just liked the Roy character a lot. Although I thought the part where he brought food into the courthouse that seemed pretty unrealistic. I don't think they would allow that. That seems like it would kind of bias the opinion of the court. And lastly, um, did I miss it? Or it seems like if you're convicted of a sexual crime like that, even with a plea bargain, they usually make you register as a sex offender. And I don't remember any indication that Jack was registered like that. Yeah, Jack did have to register. In fact, that's how the whole town found out that he was that he did he was a sex offender. Um, and no, the the food being brought into court, that was pure fiction. I mean, it possibly could happen in a real small town, but no, it would never happen. Um, just because, you know, of all the security you have to go through to get into the courts, but that wouldn't happen. Um, Amos was not only one of the three rapists for Addie. Addie is the character, the diner character's name. He was the ringleader of it, and it was Charlie, who was Meg's father. Um, and then the third guy had been killed in a um, motorcycle accident. So, yeah, that's that's what I remember about that, all that. Yeah, I like the narrator also. I thought it was very, it was very well uh, narrated. Uh, I think I should have been tipped off early in the book. What was her name? Jillian? When she wanted to kill her father, she dreamed about stabbing him. She uh, put poison in uh, one of his uh, drinks. And everything, but I forgot about that. And it wasn't until later in the book when the uh, DNA evidence came back, there was a hint right in there that said that uh, there there could be a relative in, uh, responsible for that DNA. And so that's why I was not uh, surprised by the end of it at all. And I think it was. Uh, uh, Amos uh, didn't he apologize toward the last and that made her feel better about her life at least she finally got an apology now I want to ask you did I misunderstand something in the book or did I miss something or what when Jack was young he was a jock he was a big time uh, soccer player and when they would win big time games they would get a girl up into the hotel room and get her drunk and take turns having sex with her and not be done until all 11 had had sex with her and this one time uh, 
I forget what happened, but it kind of jolted Jack. And when this other last girl came up, that uh, he told her, well, they, he was in the room with her, and they were saying, Jack, come on, it's our turn. And he woke her and said, uh, took her to the door and said, go on home and forget that you had ever been here. But, but at previous times, they had done that, all had sex with the girls. Now... Today, that is rape. There is a, a case right in that's been just adjudicated just recently where this guy went out behind a dumpster and had sex with this woman when she was too drunk to say no. And he was found guilty and given a light sentence and everybody's up in arms about it. But if you take a girl out these days and have sex with her when she's too drunk to say no, it's rape. So was he not guilty of rape in previous times but never accused of it? Uh, Am I wrong or is that right? Well, that sounds right to me, but nobody brought him up on charges or anything for rape at that point and it was uh you know years ago when he was beginning his collegiate um term there and uh you know he was well actually i think it was a senior but uh nobody brought him up on charges or his teammates so you know nothing happened with that and uh, charlie is the one who apologized to addy for for the rape um, back in the day when when um, uh, Chloe was conceived, so um, yeah, he's the one who apologized, and it didn't surprise me at all that Amos was also involved with that. And lastly, as far as um, back when uh, when Jillian poisoned her dad, I'm surprised that that she that uh, Jody Picot didn't pursue that any further. Uh, I think Liz or someone made uh, reference to that. But that's all the far, farther it went. And also, when she got the, um, what was it, atropine or whatever the heck that drug was that she put in the in the thermos with the iced tea or whatever it was, she went to the lab and the guy gave her the vial and she took it back home and, and whatever. They didn't pursue that either. And that, that there were a couple of dead ends there that I that, that I wish she could have uh, that I ho- was hoping anyway that would sort of come out in the end there. Yeah, yeah, I thought the uh, uh, she 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 left some 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 threads hanging, especially uh, I, I didn't really care for the way she did that with the the reference to the to the poison and stuff. I thought, yeah, well, that's 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 kind of that's not a, that's not a point you sh- you should leave untouched. So she, she's obviously. Saving that, she left that alone because she wanted to surprise, supposedly surprise us all with that revelation at the end, I guess. And uh, yeah, Amos never apologized to anybody. It was it was Charlie, like like Marcia said, and Charlie was like the lead detective, I think, for for the town. So uh, 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 he he should he should have known. Well, all, all three of them should have known better to do what they did. But, uh, I always find that that a little a little scary when when a somebody becomes a, a member of law enforcement that's got that 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 in their past. But uh, I guess people can change. Um, okay. Oh, I was going to make a point. Um, all right. Uh, in terms of the the guy at the factory didn't give Jillian the vial. She stole it. She stole the drugs that she gave to Charlie. I mean to Amos. 
and later on she stole the vial of atropine. So, um, yeah, that wasn't dealt with. She was just the boss's daughter getting away with, you know, whatever she could. Um, and back in the, see, I think it would, would have been like back in the early to mid-70s when Jack was in college. Yeah, definitely what they were doing was rape, but the laws, I mean, and the laws may have been on the books then, but they've really been reformed since then to really clearly define that if a woman is drunk, too drunk to really comprehend what's going on, then she can't give consent. Um, and that's still something that is a huge question mark in people's minds. And what what goes on, what, what, what they she described going on in that book with the sports team, I'm here to tell you, it still is going on on college campuses, and it's still covered up all the time. And yes, it is rape, and yes, it's deplorable, but it does happen. And the girls, because they're often really drunk or they, they're, they're drugged, they walk away feeling like it was their fault or, you know, depending on the drug, I mean, if they're giving roofies, they know something happened, but they don't have any clear memories of it. So she did, she clearly did a lot of research because she got most of it right. Um, but just that, that whole thread was, yeah, Julian and her dad was just not handled very well. So, yeah. Yeah, I think that she um, dropped that part about Julian trying to poison her father uh, and dreaming about stabbing him with a knife and so forth. She put that in there for a hint for us. So when we're reading the book, we should have kind of uh, put that together before the end of the book. And then, like I say, I did. I forgot about it until uh, the evidence. But after I finished the book, I got to thinking about uh, th- those times back when he was younger. And I was thinking... Why do I, why was I feeling such sympathy for this guy, this Jack? He didn't deserve all that sympathy. That, uh, they weren't arresting people so much back, for it back then, but my God, what a thing he was doing. Eleven guys, one girl, one night. Uh, that guy didn't deserve the sympathy that I was giving him because I was really feeling bad for him. Look how he was caught. And of course, he was caught. But wasn't he paying sins, paying up for sins that he committed earlier? Oh, my, I don't know. Maybe that kind of thing doesn't really, really happen. But I didn't feel sympathy for him. Like I say, two or three days after reading the book, it sunk in on me. And I said, I can no longer feel sorry for that guy. Yeah, you know, I mean, you've you've made some really good points. Um, uh, You know, uh, the only saving grace for Jack is that he was the one that said, you know what, this is wrong. I'm not, I can't do this anymore. So there was some remorse there. And yeah, and and I may have actually, I mean, we might be reading way too much into this, but he may have actually accepted the plea bargain as a way of kind of, you know, accepting some punishment for his past sins. So, you know. That might have been interesting. But, you know, another thing that it, it occurred to me after I got into the book a bit, remember when the police came and when they were interviewing Jillian and when they asked her if she was a virgin, her father started pacing and she said no. It, you know, <laughs> all the way through the book I had a really odd feeling about their relationship, but, it, it, you know, the end certainly solidified that that was what was going on. Yeah, I remember um, Jack's younger life, too, and I kind of thought, well, you know, the seven months he served was kind of payment for that. I think Pico put that in there maybe to try to 
paint a more complex character that wasn't always totally sympathetic, but I didn't think that was handled very well. I would have liked Jack to have maybe remembered that in his past at some point rather than the author telling us. Maybe it would have been nice if Jack would have remembered it and said, well, maybe, you know, these seven months are payback for this or whatever. But like Liz said, he did. At least he was the one that stopped it from going forward, which is, I suppose, something. Yeah, could be. Um, I actually forgot about that part of it. We haven't heard from you for a while, Carla. Do you have anything you want to add? Real quick, uh, we haven't talked about Jack's mother yet. Anna, Annalise, I think was her name. Um, any any thoughts about her? I don't understand how she could have totally blew him off. You know, um, you know, didn't didn't take his side or or even want to hear his side. Um, she was a she was kind of an interesting character, and and I'll I'll let up here and let Carla respond if she if she's willing. You're right, Annalise was a very interesting character. At one point, um, she didn't want to forgive her son for what he did, and yet she took in the prostitute that um, you know was with her husband. But um, I think she was affected by when she when um, Jack was born and. She had to go uh, to the hospital on the poor side of town to St. Vincent's and she was in a room and on the other side of the curtain there was a, a, a woman, a Spanish woman and she was having a baby and um, she had been, you know, beat up and abused and everything like that and she died and the baby died and then she went in and held the baby for a few minutes. If you remember, the nurse came in and said, what are you doing? And she said, well, I thought somebody should hold him. You know, he was dead. And actually, Jack got his name from that baby because um, uh, the Spanish lady kept on saying, and se llama Joaquin. Joaquin is um, the Spanish equivalent of Jack. I don't know if you, if you all knew that or not. But um, in my opinion, so, so that's what I think about Annalise. And, and, and two things I want to say before I let up. Um, in my opinion, the strongest character in the whole book, and I, the one I admired the most, was Addie. I mean, that woman was so strong with all that she went through. Yes, yeah, she was a little crazy about um, not accepting the death of her daughter Chloe, and that you know she did have that crazy side to her. But um, for her to, to, to continue to believe in Jack and for, you know, all the things that she did with her diner and uh, her father. And, um, and there was another interesting character, too, her, her father, Roy. But anyhow, all those things, I think she was a very strong woman. And then to go back to um, Jack's old hometown and to find and encounter Catherine Marsh and that Catherine Marsh finally came um, I mean, that's huge. Uh, that is really huge. And I, I do agree, too, that um, Jack, it, it, when he did what he did in college, that sort of um, cast, I think Jody Picot did that to cast doubts on, on the audience reading the book so that when he came to trial that, you know, you, you didn't totally sympathize with him. But I thought that was deplorable. i tell you, when I first read about Annalise, I thought, oh, what a pretty name. But um, when she couldn't, I was wondering, why in the heck does Jack have to get a public defender? He, his family has a lot of money. And uh, I just could not imagine a, a 
parent not come into their child's aid, no matter how angry they were uh, after that, uh, um, you know, it's just hard for me to understand it. I know I would have come to the aid of my children under such circumstance, even had they disappointed me very much, which sometimes they do. But I'll tell you the character that I like most, and when my wife read the book, she liked most too, and I can't remember her name, but it's the Black Investigator. She was, I liked her. I can't think of her name. Can you? Uh, anyway, uh, I, I really enjoyed her p- position in the book and what she, the work she did. And she was my favorite character. And when my wife read it, she said, you know who's my favorite character? That black investigator. Was her name Savannah? I'm trying to, I think that that might have been. But, um, you know, I had wondered, because the same thing about Annalise. Again, this is Liz again. Um, she had gotten a pretty big name, and she had gotten pretty far into the um, women's rights and um, rape crisis stuff. And I think it's Sherry said she had done some rape counseling, um, so you can like tell me if this was your experience. But when I was doing it, there was such a strong culture against never, ever, ever believing or finding anything potentially good in the accused rapist. We were, it was in, in us that you must believe your victim, you know, your accusers at all costs, no matter what the circumstances. If you have doubts, you keep them to yourself. Or if you don't, you're not a good feminist. So I didn't know if that had influence on Annalise or not because I thought, wow, you know, yes, yeah, she's not even wanting to hear her son's side. Um, but I do remember that, that, that there was a real strong anti- I mean, even even when you're talking, you know, to... You can't even say... You can't even do the kind of speculation of what happened to his childhood that may have caused him to, to kind of turn out this way. There just... It was a strong, strong feminist culture that... And, and they took... The, the, that Their definition of feminist is that the woman is always right and the, and the accused is always wrong. Huh, that makes sense to me, Liz, but I just... I found it hard to believe that Annalise wouldn't come to her son's aid and that that she just totally blew him off. I that was uh, maybe as a professional okay, but she was his mother. I just found that hard to to imagine. I can't remember that um, black investigator's name. There are just so many characters in this book that it, I I can't remember her name either. I can't remember her name either, but I'm thinking she was in My Sister's Keeper too, but maybe I'm just hallucinating. Um, I thought the scene that Carla mentioned with the um, baby dying in the hospital was incredibly well-written and incredibly moving. And very powerful. And yeah, Liz, that was my experience too, is that uh, women in the field, you always are supposed to believe the person who's reporting these sorts of crimes and you're never supposed to have any doubts whatsoever. If so, you're, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's frowned upon. I've even seen therapists interviewed on TV who have said that no woman ever lies about such a thing, which is just unfortunately blatantly untrue and those women are pretty naive if they truly believe that 
Sherry, did you just read My Sister's Keeper? I read that book so long ago. I can't remember the characters' names. No, I read it a long time ago, too, but for some reason I remembered the lawyer, and he had a baby, and he was singing little songs to him and stuff, and for some reason that stuck with me. Don't ask me why. <laughs> well, the, the prosecutor had, had the baby uh, in, in this book. Um, what was his Oh, shoot, what was the prosecutor's name? And the and you know oh shoot now I I can't remember any you know his wife and the, and the baby girl so I don't know but uh, I I wonder if Jordan was in my sister's keeper I don't know and I can't remember the name of the black investigator either but I thought she was going to play a, a stronger part I really did I thought she was going to be the one who who cracked the cracked the case. Uh, uh, if you will, but uh, she 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 didn't. I, I thought she was going to have a stronger role. And as far as my favorite character, I think my favorite character, for at least the humorous part, was was Roy for sure. And uh, Roy and and uh, and Addie, I think, were my two two favorites. I was just sitting here laughing because you're talking about my sister's keeper, and I've read that book so long ago, I can't remember, but. Matt was the prosecutor. I don't remember his wife's name or the baby's name. Um, and my favorite characters were definitely Roy and Addie, too. Oh, Selena, I think. Was that it? The black investigator? Selena? I don't know. I can't remember the black investigator's name either. But uh, there definitely was a Jordan attorney in another Jody Picot book. And since I've only read this one, uh, House Rules and My Sister's Keeper, i got to believe that it was My Sister's Keeper because he definitely wasn't in House Rules. Yep, Selena, that was it. Thanks, uh, Randy. That would have bugged me all night because I went, what the heck is her name? But, yep, Selena is it. Okay, uh, even though... Jack's mother wouldn't come to his defense at all when he was let off the second time everything was wrapping up happy as could be and Jack was thinking of all the places he could take Addie and um, one of the places that he wanted to take her was home to talk to his mom to visit his mom so I guess all was forgiven and uh, everything was going to be okay yeah, Selena, thanks for remembering that. That was going to drive me nuts, too. I really liked her, too. Like Marcia, I think, well, I, I think it was Marcia, somebody said. I, I liked her and Roy best as the characters. And, of course, Addie was a fantastic character, too. Those characters were very well written. I was glad Jack and Addie got out of town because that town was, they wouldn't have survived. Jack was doomed, and Addie, too, for for believing in them. I'm going to have to go back and read My Sister's Keeper now. <laughs> well, if you do, please let us know what you find out. Um, I was wondering, somebody, I forget who it was, mentioned that maybe she was setting us up for a sequel, and that's a really interesting idea. Would you guys be interested in a sequel? I would definitely read it just because it's Jodi Picoult, but I probably wouldn't be disappointed if she didn't write a sequel. I don't know if I would read the sequel or not. Um, it just—it just seemed like a, one of those cliffhanger endings that, you know, I don't know. I don't know if I'd read it or not. 
I think I would read the sequel, but like you, Sherry, I wouldn't be disappointed if she didn't do one. And it's been, this was written 15 years ago. So if she's going to write a sequel, she better hurry up and do it. <laughs> Is she still writing? I, I haven't heard of anything uh, that she's done lately so i i don't know because I, I know she was really big a few years back but now you don't hear of her anymore wow i didn't realize this book was that old i think the i read the storyteller which is probably my favorite jody pico book and i think that's one of her more recent ones but i'm not 100 percent sure of that she's still writing her last book was the word time was in the title it's I don't think it's on Bard yet. It just came out within the last year. It's about a woman who goes off to research elephants, and her daughter is she, her daughter stays with her grand grandmother, and it's the the girl is I don't know a teenager, and she hasn't seen her mother since she was very young. I read an excerpt of it. It wasn't a book I was all that interested in reading, but I don't think it's on Bard yet. I forget the name. Something Time. A Long Time or Leaving Leaving Time, I think is what it's called. It just came out maybe in the last year or so. Well, I think Jody Picot put a lot of some of that preliminary stuff or some of the flashback stuff in to um, really, I think, to, to help to cast doubt so that it wouldn't just be a cut and dry. To sort of give, um, you know, to give the jury and the jury of readers <laughs> a, a rough time as far as... Um, um, you know, uh, determining whether Jack was guilty or whether he was innocent. So, um, you know, I think that, um, you know, but there were a lot of incongruities, too. I won't say that there weren't. Yeah, I think that she wrote to give her characters imperfections, and that's better sometimes to read a book, and this person, whomever the book about it, has no single flaw. Well, I don't know anybody in real life like that, do you? No, I really don't. Um, and I don't know, there's also, I'm really glad that we have some people on that can talk about the realisticness of this, because um, there are things that I wonder how realistic they are, but I I guess there's nothing out of line. And, and you know, if you think there's nothing out of line with this book. She obviously researches everything she does. She she was pretty accurate, I'd say, but there were a lot of things that were purely fiction. I have to say, though, one of my favorite scenes was, there were two of them. One was when Jack was flashing back to when he was a child and his mother had brought the little girl, Emma, who was severely abused and Jack, she kept threatening to leave and Jack enticed her to stay and he would give her baseball cards, cards that weren't so good, but he didn't, and he didn't mind giving them away. He was trying to entice her to stay and that whole family dynamic was interesting because 
there was Jack and his mother, who was the the social activist, and then his father, this little girl. It was just, it was interesting to watch. And then my other favorite scene was the one where Roy brought the food into the courthouse. That was, that was just, I know that was totally unrealistic, but it just was so funny. It lightened everything up. Yeah, okay, the the food thing. Okay, I could see it once, maybe, you know, the first time he brought in the muffins. I'm like, okay, well, whatever, you know, it still, still seemed a little far-fetched. But when they when he brought in the the subs, I'm like, no, come on, this this could not happen, not not twice. So that, you know, but it, it was a little comic relief anyway. So so what what the heck? And uh, and uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, Matt wasn't gonna eat his sub, and finally he did. And uh, but I thought, well, okay. I thought the Matt character was well written. Um, he was gung-ho to prosecute, which was his job, but she made him into a real human being with a family who loved his family, and, and he wasn't a bad sport about it when he lost. I like the black judge. Yeah, she she was cool, and, and I guess that's the other thing, too. You know, she was so strict and everything and didn't didn't take any nonsense, but yet she allowed the food twice, and I'm like, what? Really? Seriously? But, yep, she did. Oh, yeah, I forgot about the second time. When he brought the subs in, I forgot about that. Yeah, I, 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 she could have gotten away with it maybe maybe one time, but I think I think she was kind of pushing the the envelope a, a little bit doing that twice because uh, I'm like y'all. I, I don't think anybody would let would have let that happen. Maybe in a small town once, but you know that 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 really didn't fit. She she uh she that was done a little too much. But uh, I still, I still enjoy. I always enjoy courtroom scenes, and she. I mean, she does a good. Uh, other than that one mishap, I thought she did a pretty good job presenting the, the stuff. She obviously spends a lot of time doing her homework when she writes her her novels and stuff, and that's probably why she doesn't come out with stuff uh, 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 annually like a lot of them do, because uh, she obviously does her homework. I don't know about you all, but I was surprised that they found him not guilty. I, I fully expected that they would find him guilty, and then. Somehow, Addie would spring him from jail and they would run off or something like that. Yeah, I was kind of surprised about that, too. And it just sort of came in. There were no uh, bells or whistles or anything. It just said, uh, not guilty. And and that's about all that there was said about it. So that was, you know, yeah, I was I was kind of surprised because it, it seemed like all the evidence was totally stacked against him. I think what did it was the introduction of the whole Wiccan thread um, and exposing the girls as practicing um, Wiccan in their, you know, the, the drug use and stuff like that. And that's pretty real. Um, if you can discredit the accuser, oftentimes that's the only way that rape cases are acquitted. Um, and even if they didn't actually discredit Jillian, there was enough, they, they were able to cast enough doubt based on the presence of the drugs in the iced tea and based on the fact that they did find evidence of, you know, that, like, Wiccan um, ceremony. Because um, there's a whole lot of prejudice out, there, out, you know, in the general community about Wiccan and witches in general. People don't understand it. And so I, I think that that's how they were able to get that acquittal. 
Uh, one thing about Jack, I think he was a guy of questionable judgment. Who would be teachers and put your arms around the girls and and uh, and and then take the girls to get their birth control pills against their father's wishes? And then when he's in the woods and he's already been accused of rape. He sees naked girls out dancing, and instead of running away from them, he ran toward them. My goodness, no wonder he found himself in a tight pickle over time after time. Yeah, after the fact, I was thinking it was the Wiccan stuff, too, because, like you said, a lot of people have their ideas about that. Also, they did catch her in a direct lie about something. I forget what it was she lied about. The drugs, maybe, that she didn't take them or something like that. Um, and, uh, yeah, Jack, uh, didn't, he wasn't the smartest guy in the world in terms of judgment. He may have been a whiz at Jeopardy, but yeah, he, he really did a lot of things that were, (laughs) really set him up for, um, some confusing, um, relationships, especially when you're talking about small private school, um, maybe more shielded, you know, girls. Oh yeah, I have to agree. He made some bad choices, but uh, I'm glad it worked out well for him in the end. And I I was a little surprised, though, that the whole relationship with Julian and her father never came out. They really, they really kept that under wraps as far as the town went. Yeah, I wanted that guy to be taken out and flogged, but uh, let's face it, the people that, that run towns that have all the money hardly ever hardly ever get their, their due, uh, and, and that's just reality. But uh, So I guess she decided she was going to you know, make it realistic, but uh, I sure wanted him to. Yeah, my dream ending would have been Jillian on the witness stand breaking down and screaming, it's my father, he's the one who raped me, and that would have been great. Well, does anybody else have anything they want to add before I tell you what the book is for next month okay well we talked about it at the end of the last meeting and so we're going to do 112263 the Stephen King book and since it's so long we'll It's 30 hours, almost 31 hours. So since it's so long, we'll do, we'll meet in October again to give everybody enough time to finish it. Okay, that works for me. We'll take September off and uh, meet in October.